You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up All, one word. More important than that, please, please, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. That is where most of our social media engagement is. But however, we are also on Facebook, facebook.com slash clock radio speakers and we're on instagram at crs podcast clock radio speakers.com has all previous 300 some odd episodes of our show as well as stitcher as well as spotify iHeartRadio, everywhere you get podcasts except for you know where and you know why and if you uh listen to the patreon episode you know that doc is is here doc what's up man things are good man uh for the most part you know world's a little crazy right now but but things are okay um weather's weather's a little warmer been able to you know, enjoy some time outside. I, it hasn't snowed here in like two months. I don't understand what's going on, but it's all good, man. Uh, y'all can follow me on Twitter if you want or Instagram. It's the same handle at doc underscore beats. S not a Z. Uh, neither of us is on Triller trying to go viral yet. Don't worry. I am on Triller. You're on Triller. Oh, yeah. Don't follow uh, me. Though. Don't follow me. <laughs> are you doing uh, Are you doing viral dances with your kids? Uh, no, that's on another streaming platform. That's another platform that I'm not going to share because it's on my daughter's and that's nobody's business. Um, no, no, I had, I had a conversation with another rapper friend about, about Triller today, actually, um, about the benefits of, um, uh, engaging it and using it. And, you know, should, should we as mid thirties rappers do it and how will we do it without, you know, looking like we're reaching, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm on there for right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna survey the scene for a little bit, scope the scene, as Bell Biv DeVoe used to say. I'm, I'm ready for the woke challenge. What do you think? No, not gonna work. How was, <laughs> how would kidding. that work? <laughs> how would that work? Maybe winning the waves is a little bit more lends itself a little bit more. I could do a song just for a challenge. Oh, that's, I'm so stupid. I just realized. Oh, that's definitely happening already. I could fill them with venom. <laughs> Oh, Eminem, Eminem, Eminem. Um, you want to talk about Triller now? We might as well. We already started. Let's do it. So you uh, you sent me uh, some information that you had learned this week about Triller, which mm-hmm. I think has been floating out there, but I don't know if a lot of people really have, are talking about this or thinking about this. Uh, so Armand, do you want to you set the stage here? Uh, actually, let me pull it yeah. up because I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, okay. So I learned this week that the reason why um, Eminem used Triller for the Godzilla challenge instead of like a TikTok, because TikTok is the more, uh, we should say, commercial app. Though Triller is definitely picking up steam and has a, a huge audience, I think TikTok is more of a household name, especially amongst the youths. Um, but I found out this week that uh, Universal Music Group actually has a licensing deal with Triller and several rappers and just music artists to include Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, The Weeknd, Lil Wayne, Juice World, Young Thug, uh, Tyga, and T.I. have all invested in Triller, the app. And then I also found out that because they have that licensing deal with Universal Music Group, that means that uh, streams from Triller count towards your sales, which I thought was incredibly fascinating. So Triller has deals with Warner, Sony, and Universal. Mm. And those are that's, that's the, the those that's are the three wise the men, three. right? 
It's the, the big, big three. three. Um, other people who have investments in a trailer, uh, Top Dog, Jay Prince. You know, if he's in on it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, if Jay Prince is listening, I meant nothing ill about him. I'm just kidding. Um, Please come on the show. We would love to have you. Um, what you said about name recognition is interesting, right? Because I think people, especially older people, they think of those types of videos as TikToks, right? That's almost become like yeah. a, like for a while, it looked like Snapchat was going to, because people would say, oh, that's like a Snapchat. But like people, it looked like Snapchat might become like the Kleenex, right? Like Like, like the brand. Mm-hmm, but Instagram mm-hmm, was just like, nope. And so now it's more yeah. like, oh, that's a story, right? Like they've sort of gotten it away. So they kind of course corrected and they kind of, now everything has like, man, LinkedIn has stories. That's crazy. Who, <laughs> trying to imagine, you go to the office tomorrow, you know, Brenda in, a, in, in HR is sitting there. <laughs> she's got the webcam up and she's doing an Instagram, not an Instagram, she's doing a LinkedIn story. What? what no, yeah. I don't need all my social networks to be just like all the other social networks. I don't need like, yeah. oh, anyway, that's a whole other problem. Um, and if anybody listening to this is named Brenda, I meant no disrespect. Just Brenda seems like an HR kind of name. Um, Triller is, um, cause TikTok is, uh, is <clears throat> sort of notoriously owned by a Chinese company. Uh, Triller definitely uh, more upfront about trying to get investments as you put it from a whole bunch of people. And that's just like on the hip hop side of things, who knows how many investments they have from other people. And the fact they have licensing deals, like, they're very clearly trying to like, rather than sort of get caught up in legal takedowns and all sorts of other stuff, they're able to sort of stand on the shoulders of the work that have been done, all the problems that SoundCloud went through and YouTube went through, like all that stuff and just say, no, 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 no. We can help make everybody here money. And record labels love that because they're all terrified of new stuff and how it's going to take away from their ability to make money. But mm-hmm. it's not the licensing deal. And they, if it, if, you know, if you tell me that it counts towards streams is ingenious, right? Because it's like, not only is this like, yeah, it's another distribution thing, but don't worry, it's legit. It's like, no, 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 this actually like, you don't even have to like try to draw like some tenuous connection where it's like, well, you know, the more people who are watching these little videos on Triller, they're going to go to legit platforms. It's like, no, no, no. They watch it here a bunch of times. Guess what? It counts. That's amazing. And it, it means that, you know, the whole point of why they're investments, it means that ultimately their goal is to get big enough so that they can go public and all these people can cash out. Mm-hmm. It's helping rich people get richer, basically. Good good for I, I would I would like to I would like to know how the how the streaming how streaming works on a platform like Triller. Where it's like you're not it's not the whole song. Right. So does watching the whole video count as one stream? Let's, I can't there's like, no way. Yeah, I'm sh- I would love to know. All right, let's see if I can. I love how. So it's had to deal with tri- trailers. Had to deal with with Universal for a while since okay. mid twenty eighteen. Oh, uh, you know what that probably was? That's right after um the in my feelings um viral thing, right? So they mm. were like, oh, I see what's happening here. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like I, f- it's just like a lot of I don't. Uh, why can't I find info about like what is specifically Streaming integration. Yeah, it's just not clear at all how many like streams you need on on Triller in order to equal like a regular stream. Mm. Not not mm-hmm. not clear. But not surprising. In either. Triller, if you subscribe, you can also listen to songs for free there. Mm. Okay. But either way, I mean so so you you talked about this a bit, right? Like 
you you were just talking about this earlier the the idea of like if you're a an older artist as you called yourself even though really you're not even that old like imagine you're like a 50 year old like country music artist and you're looking at this landscape you're like what am, what am i gonna do with this right but um you know your 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 fan base is not a bunch of like 15 year olds on trailer mm-hmm. but that's an audience that's out there so mm-hmm. like when you're looking at this what do you think i don't know yet i think that's what we're trying to trying to like process yeah. is like how how do you how do you do that because it seems like it's more of like a um uh I don't know. It's it's if you ha- I think you have to be comfortable with maybe showing like a different side of you more than likely like your sillier side. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's just a really fun app, I guess. But I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. Like I can't do a fun video to woke. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I'm I have not a feeling sure. the, like something called you know like ha- if I ever saw a hashtag woke challenge. I'd be concerned that like, oh no, today is the day that Armand is the person that everybody's mad at on the internet. Oh man. A woke challenge will never have anything to do with me. So it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know yet as far as Triller, um, as far as that goes and what that looks like. Um, I think that conversation will be had when we talk about this Jadakiss album um, because his album poses some questions for me about um, artists. Mm. Um Older artists specifically, um, I think best case scenario, and maybe I'm jumping ahead because we might, we, we usually talk about the albums like in clumps. That's okay. But, you know, typically it's our show. We do, do what we want. Do whatever you want, Armand. Um, typically, when, we, when you talk about older hip hop artists, the first names of people who do it well that come to mind are going to be Royce the 5'9", Fonte from Little Brother, and to an extent Jay-Z, but Jay-Z's kind of like, he's kind of a cheat code. Because essentially, no matter what he does, he'll be fine. Um, everybody has forgotten about the NFL um, and how mad everyone was at him. Um, so Jay doesn't count. Um, so Royce and Fonte are two artists who have always been on the internet. I think that's the first advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Royce for infamously, you know, pointing a rocket launcher at Benzino. Um, do you remember that that battle that was supposed to happen that night? I'm sorry, another person who navigates the internet well who's an old rapper, but he's not a rapper is Joe Budden, of course. But do you remember that old battle that all hip-hop hosted in 2005 or 2003? And it was supposed to be Fonte, Royce the 5'9", Joe Budden, and Mr. Fab? That's got to be like 05. And Joe Budden's brother got shot, so he dropped out like the day of. Then Fonte said he wasn't going to do it because Joe had dropped out. So it was just Royce and Mr. Fab. Royce gets up and just starts rapping verses. And then Mr. Fab like starts battling Royce. And so he kind of gets him. And then I think, oh, is that when Royce put out Who Got Bodied? I'm, I'm almost positive it was. And just destroyed Mr. Fab. But anyway, um, them being on the internet for since the inception of message boards things like that i think that's given them the ability to understand how important it is to like grow with a thing especially with the internet um but for a lot of other artists um i think a lot of them are still trying to figure it out i think some people are doing it successful they kind of have the the 50 cent slash snoop dog way of doing it which is like engaging through memes and 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 social commentary and things like that and in snoop's case it kind of you know like bit him in the butt. Um, and then I don't know who else does it well or who else, whatever. But Jada Kiss is an artist 
who has also been on the internet, but maybe not on the, maybe he's been aware, but not necessarily on the internet. And um, Lupe's another rapper who's been on the internet for a while. But this album just made me question, like, how are you going to promote this? Mm. How are you planning to promote this? Um, it also let me know that Def Jam gave you zero budget. You think? Um, but that's what I've heard is going on at Def Jam, period, anyway. Like, that's not a Jadakiss thing. Like, a lot of artists are sitting there at Def Jam, like, well, what's going on? So I'm curious to know who's going to take the reins after Paul Rosenberg got fired, quit, whatever happened with that. I, so I'm pretty but, sure the entire, like, budget, a huge chunk of the budget went towards clearing the Peebo Bryson sample on me. Because that's <laughs> it's the only recognizable <laughs> sample. There's no other samples in this entire album. Um, basically, um, Lord be old, it's the best. Song. Yeah, I know, I know, right? Yes. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> you're right. It's very clearly an album. Doesn't appear to have a lot of money behind it. Um, he's already got. That's the thing. Like he's got, he's got enough hits. He's got, or I should say, he's got enough notable songs. He can go tour in the East Coast. He could go do a club tour in the East Coast by himself or with combinations of other rappers if he wants to go slightly bigger venues. Basically, whenever he wants. Right? You'd have to imagine. So, like, he just needs an excuse to go do so. He's mm, a he's yes. a perfect example of an artist who should be doing like Drake style, like double single combos or even small EPs, and then just go tour it. Right? Or just go do what Fab yep. does and make a mixtape and then go tour that along with your other stuff. Absolute that's what I it's exactly what I was thinking of. So it's it seems like this album is just a reason to get him back out there to do. I'm sure his show will have some records off this new album but like the people who are going are gonna want to hear we gonna make it knock yourself out shine (laughs) what you so mad at now (laughs) why k-i-s-s me oh they definitely want to hear why that might be his is that his biggest record is that bigger than knock yourself out hold on yeah because that 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 kind of i was in basic training when that blew up but i got out and like that record was everywhere and it's just now now i'm getting all mad that Champ, the champ is here. Never. Yeah, yeah. I would want to hear forty bars of tear. Like if we get into mixtape records, he could definitely do a lot of locks records. That also gives the locks a reason to go out, come outside. Oh man! So he he ne- like very clearly, um, like we gonna make it. Knock yourself out. Did not cross over in any way, shape, or form to the mainstream audience. Now, not at all. This is a different time, right? Um, like. Those kind of records with streaming rules, we'd have different things. But neither of those two cracked the Billboard Top 100. I'm not surprised. But why was number 11? On pop, pop. or hip hop? I told you. I told you. You yes. want to know his that second, his second biggest over. single? Oh, God. What? You Make Me Wanna with Mariah. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's oh, oh, four. Kiss death. Oh, 04. Four? So what was Mariah doing then? She was just about to make the emancipation. Okay. So what was she? She didn't put out a single or she didn't have a movie. Like, why was she hot in 2004? She wasn't. Okay. Because, yeah, because the Emancipation Mimi came out in 2005. So she's making, so basically she's in the studio. She signed to Def Jam, right? She's Um, in the studio working primarily with Jermaine Dupri, who's fresh off Confessions, right? So so mm, they can make a bunch of Confessions-like beats. What's up? What's up? We belong together. (laughs) Relax, Doc. Just relax. I'm ready today. <laughs> Clearly. Um, yeah, so, you know, he. can you... So, let me ask you this, though. His, that's his second biggest record, right? You make me want it. Do you think he's actually mm-hmm. performing that live nowadays? No. 
Not no. a chance. He's going to perform. No. We going to make it. Knock yourself out. Yep. Why? Yep. yep. Maybe who's real? Yeah, I think he'll do who's real. Uh, what he do? Put your hands up? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I would be there like screaming for him to play They, they Ain't Ready with, with Bubba, but no one else would care. Would you want Bubba Sparks to come out? <laughs> Yo, I would be so... I would be... <laughs> I'd be hyped. Then I'm like, do she tried? <laughs> Oh, I would be man. I would I would be game for a beat club reunion. No. You don't want to hear Petey no. Pablo uh do the All Cities remix of Rezo? <laughs> Hot Atlanta. <laughs> I I immediately Sebastian is the first name that came to mind when you said beat club. <laughs> like no, I don't want to hear Sebastian. I'm sorry. What happened to uh those Aaliyah albums were supposed to come out on her birthday? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Wait just a minute. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, there was, there was an article from January 17th. I'm Googling right now, which is, t- okay. which is titled, Fans rushed to stream Aaliyah's music on her birthday, but were still left empty-handed. So yeah, nothing. No word. Mm, um, crazy. And uh, her uncle, Barry Hankerson, who c- controls all her music, uh, deactivated his Twitter account that day. I bet he did. Yo, that Aaliyah Hive, if social media was around, that would have been ugly. Ugly. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but see, I need... because She ain't choose to rhyme. <laughs> rhyme and first, that. we got to get her stuff on streaming. So that way we can get that first Timbaland and Magoo album on streaming. <laughs> Bruh, there's a, I didn't realize how much Blackground stuff yeah. was, uh, you know, was under Blackground. I'm like, yo, I kind of want I that. Need, I need the Dr. Doolittle soundtrack. <laughs> said, said me. Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> what was the single on that? Was that uh was that JD Nas and Monica I gotta have it? Tell me you that somebody is the Dr. Doolittle single. Okay, there's that. <laughs> Hold on. Let's pull up the Dr. I know there was another single on the Dr. Doolittle soundtrack. This is the premium. This is this is uh, peak clock radio speakers right now. Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Oh, this is oh, this is a, no this is Oh, this is great. Listen, this is first it's Let's Ride, Montel Jordan. Wait, with Silk? <laughs> no, with uh Oh yeah. Master P yeah, and Silk yeah, the Shocker. Yeah, let's yeah, let's ride. Wow. Are you that somebody? Same okay. old G. Mm. Then there's a lot of, you know. It <laughs> just falls off. That's a soundtrack in the nineties. Oh, oh well. Eddie Kane and DeVille featuring DJ Toomp. Okay. That DJ Toomp? Yeah. Okay. What's What's the All Saints Lady Marmalade remix? That's not no, pink. No, 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 that's before. All okay. Saints was a, a, a British like girl I group. So. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 I yep. felt like they they the I felt like they made it, they made more than one appearance on a soundtrack in the nineties. Who All yeah. Saints? Absolutely. You know, it would be an interesting definitive fifteen. Soundtrack. What? Just soundtrack. soundtrack singles. I think soundtracks would be easy. Soundtrack so- songs from soundtracks. I think like lead singles from soundtracks would be really nerdy, but it would be like, it'd be in the clock radio speakers bag. Because uh, then we could do Are You That Somebody. Coming in at, at, at number 500 is uh, the single from He Got Game. It's not on anybody's list. Oh, okay. I, I thought she was about to. Okay. I was like, wait, we just trashed that yeah, song well, two weeks ago. It's okay. Um, <laughs> definitely um, uh, Quad City DJs. Oh, Woot All In Your Face is from the Sunset Park soundtrack. We'll be that's First of all, it's a good soundtrack. Secondly, um, that's not the lead single from that, is it? No, no. Are we just, are we going singles? Or are we going, did I say you singles? You said singles. Yeah. Oh, you just say think songs? Okay, my bad. Well, 
See, now I don't know. Because singles, singles might be... Mm, we'll talk off that. Because I think the first single off that was Keep On Keeping On. Yes, it was. And then also you had um, Motherless, Motherless Child. Oh, man, you Back At You. And which is... Back At You. That was it. Dog Pound, Just Dogging was on yeah. there. Yep. That Junior Mafia record was weak. I don't even remember it. I'm not going to play it. Okay, Tupac, Hot Till I Die. I remember that. Yeah, it was all right. Eh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it was a 90s yeah. soundtrack. There was a lot of... Absolutely. You know, eh, eh, eh. There was some, some fire on there. Yeah. I think I got like this. This was like, I think the first batch of, of CDs that I bought. I think I got Sunset Park. I think I got the score and something else in early 96. I can't remember. Why are we doing this podcast? You had, you bought the score? Of course I bought the score. Why are we, why are we doing this podcast? I bought, I the bought Wyclef's album. Oh, that's right. I bought the Bullworth soundtrack. <laughs> I bought the Bullworth soundtrack. I too, own so DJ no, Cool's no. album. Like I bought a lot oh, of terrible, okay. bad albums. There's, um, you know, I'm not the, you know how you guys know how I feel about Talib Kweli. Um, I've <laughs> just because he disappointed me so much. He's like my, he's like my greatest underachieving app, app rapper of all time. Is he like the Roy but, um, of rappers for you, or is that too harsh? Don't disrespect Talib Kweli. I don't like Talib Kweli, but don't get crazy. <laughs> I can't stand Roy Hibbert. Um, <laughs> I don't. Okay, all right. He he's a, you know he's on my I all know. all NBA bum squad. Um, but his uh his podcast is actually pretty good, and he recently did an interview with John Forte, and I, there's like no like bullet points or like huge takeaways, but it was just a really good conversation. Wait, so, whose podcast is good? Um, to oh, okay, okay. I was like, yeah. I was like Roy Hibbert. <laughs> <I would, laughs> no, when it comes to basketball podcasts, all the smoke and knuckleheads are the greatest things in podcasts not named clock radio speakers right now. Bar none. Bar none. Do you listen to either one of those, no. Doc? You should. You should. They're really, really good. If you are a fan of 90s NBA basketball, 2000s basketball as well, um, it would behoove you to check out an episode oh, man, or two I, of both. I got both. some hot takes about 2000s basketball. Oh, I, it's, it's okay. Just, just, just fall this, just for Cause it's more like, it's like a, they do, they interview a guy and then it's basically in retrospective. Okay. They start with like, when, where'd you go to high school? Why did you go there? Your college career, your NBA career, cool things that you did while you were in. It's, it's, it's that. Okay. Okay. It's really good. If you want to, the Kobe one was, is really good. The Shaq one's really good. Um, the Big Baby Davis one is really good. The Kevin Garnett, you know I hate Kevin Garnett, but his All the Smoke is really good. Yeah. Great okay. shows. Great okay. shows. So Jada Kiss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> y- your man, uh, Grammy Award winning Uber driver, John Legend, pops in. <laughs> Why are there so many pianos on this album? And they like culminate. He's like the end boss because he's like one of the last songs on the album. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. He's the, yeah. He's the final Uber driver you have to hail. No. Um. <laughs> it, uh, he doesn't stop you have to make him stop <laughs> so we both oh, like me man. i love i'm me. always here for a you pe- weren't crazy about me I'm, I'm always here for a people bryson sam exactly always it's a great it's a he runs out of things well, to talk yeah. about it's, it's also in the context of the album you're just like oh my god thank thank god the Somebody said that we should add clock. Uh, we should add jarring to the clock radio speakers bingo board. It, it was jarring. Uh, in a you good are way. correct. 
Yes, you are correct because me on this album is very jarring. Yeah. In a good way. Um, how'd you feel about uh, Push T? You know, it's weird. So it's like Jada sounds dated yeah. on that yes, beat does. and Pusha does not. No, his, his voice just like cuts through. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jada, as he, it, it, it was really, right. It was jarring. There I go again. Like Jada, you know, he still sounds like Jada, but raspier than ever. Like he, he sounds in this album like he was smoking Newports right before he got into the booth. Like his voice is just yeah. darker and, and deeper and raspier than ever. And yeah, Pusha T sounds like 20 years ago still. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's, it's cute. I, I'm, you know what? I don't know what Pusha, I don't know what type of, type of drugs Pusha does, but dare I say it's the weed. Yeah. Um, because Cameron's the same way. Cameron sounds like he has an air bubble in his yeah, throat. Cam does not sound the same anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you hear that Jewel's project and he has that song where apparently he's going at Cam? No, I did not. Is, is, is the song any good? It samples, uh, is that Foreigner in my life? Oh boy. I mean, you know, you kind of can't mess up that well. sample. It's a good sample, but it, it's, it's whatever. It's, it's cool. Um, how did you feel about Jada over a hit maker production with a Ty Dolla Sign hook? Uh, it's not the worst song on the album. Not at it's all. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's not. <laughs> You've already got two. You already got two slots on the big yeah, old board. It, Five it, minutes. <laughs> um, it's de- like, it's definitely like not in there. Like in 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 Ty Dolla's and Hitmakers, um, like a bag. Like they they you know when they when when they looked at the budget from Def Jam, they said here's what here's what we can give you. Um, it, it's fine. It's fine. You know who really mails it in, and I hope this was a favor and he didn't get paid. Is Two Chains just mails his verse in on Angels Getting Pedicure. <sighs> You know the feedback from that record is, oh, Two Chains had to step it up on a record with Kiss. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, because unless you've been hiding under a rock, Two Chains has been rapping uh, exceptionally well for a long time. He is. Um, he's slowed down his flow a little bit, even on beats that don't yeah. need a slow flow. I'm. I'm not the biggest fan of it. If I'm. If I'm being honest, but. Yeah, it. He doesn't. I, when's the last time he sounded urgent? Probably on those, um, like Watch Out and those little quick singles that he was putting out in like 2017. Um, he he had. A, does he sound urgent on this last couple, album? He had a couple songs where he sounded urgent. Yeah, couple. Okay, yeah. That that's the missing piece to a, a good two chains right. verse because on those old two chains, those old gangster grills and stuff, he's urgent all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. And besides, wasn't Jada Kiss on? Was Jada Kiss on on, on that License to Kill sample? No, that was, was Raekwon. Raekwon. For yeah. some reason, in my head, that was Raekwon and Jada Kiss, but because that's the kind of thing that that Two Chains would do. Would. Yep, absolutely. Let me get the two premier right. '90s right. MCs. Right, right, absolutely. Right, right. Um, yep, 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 yep. How'd you feel about the uh, the the fake Maybach music record, aka Kisses to the Sky? <sighs> let me let me tell you guys something. You guys know that I love. Rick Ross, you guys know that I love Justice League production. If it's not Justice League or if it's not like the Olympics or, you know, a a group of producers who have shown that they can do that style, like stop getting Ross on those records. I'm I'm really starting to loathe and maybe I've loathed this for a long time when artists send you stuff that they think you would get on versus like inviting you into their world. Do you remember that Raekwon, Ghostface, and Rick Ross record called Molasses from like 2012. Sounds vaguely familiar. 
It's Ross on like a Wu Tang style <laughs> beat. I believe it's like a Sil Johnson sample. Okay. Um, and I like it a lot because it's here we go. It's jarring to hear Ross on that different production. Uh, last week's episode, we talked about that Rick Ross, uh, DJ Drama, and West Side Gun record. And West Side sounds good on what sounds like a modern like trap beat. Right. They didn't get him on some obscure Motown sample. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it works. So like, I just, I just don't like, they've got the fake, you know, what was the dude's name they used to sing uh, on Ross's records? Avery Storm. They, get, they got Imani to do like the fake Amy, Avery Storm, Amy Storm, Avery Storm hook. It's just, yeah, I just, I didn't need it. I didn't need it. Ross has done this and better. Yeah. Talk about somebody who's really, um, who, who's really just, like able to come in and give the same verse over and over and over again. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if anything else on here stood out. Um, yeah, not really. Actually, it's a lot um, of a lot of I'll generic say, beats. Yeah, the the production, the content, and uh, I'm hearing a lot of people say this is his best best album, which is hilarious. Uh, Jada Kiss is best um, Yeah, I mean, top five, dead or alive, and as much as I didn't like that album, like has better songs than this. Um. I'll say this honestly: the biggest takeaway from this album is Jada Kiss's artist Nino Man is actually kind of nice. And my boy was trying to put me onto him years ago, and I'm like, ah, whatever. He sounds like every other mixtape rapper from the early 2000s who would be on a K Slate tape. But Nino Man is pretty nice. He was the he was the first um, rapper on Government Cheese, right? Yes. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, I didn't. And yeah, I really love me. That's the biggest takeaway from this album. Me is a is a is a really really dope record. That's it. And God, what is going on at Def Jam where Jada Kiss, God, how much did this album cost to make? How much a dollar cost? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not. It's, but it's not even whack. It's just like, okay, here's the question I had, Doc. Yeah. I want to know how much those 90s producers cost nowadays. Like, how much is a Buck Wild beat in 2020? Right. Can't be that much. You know what I'm saying? Can't, it, can't be, it can't be stupid. It can't be a crazy price. You know, so like, why don't you get, because God, who wouldn't want to work with Jadakiss? Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? I, I think part of the problem like, is if you're saying, like, aside from that, Brian Michael, so Brian Michael Cox, who I think of as an R&B producer, not a hip hop producer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, produces me. So like. Th th oh, that's the other thing I forgot to say. That's Go the ahead. sample, right? But then like Buckwild, they pair with somebody else. Now, because like Buckwild's like, well. If they're, you know, if you're not going to clear the sample, they're, what they're doing is they're like pairing, like, I, th I think they're pairing Buckwild with like somebody who can like do the, basically like, oh, I need, a, I need something that I can sample basically. You know what I mean? Like, I guess what I don't understand is like, if you want to do a record with Pusha T and you've got me just like take whatever you spent on the rest of this album and like put it into like a much better beat for the Pusha T collaboration and just put those two songs out and just go do, and then just do some fresh shows. That's it. Go jump on Funk Flex. Do you know? Do the thing. Like you, you. What do you need the rest of this for? I don't understand. This also proves my point that uh, rapidy rap dudes love R and B because there's a lot of "Hey girl, let me run your bathwater" raps on like this album. Need your best a lot. Yeah, need your. Uh, uh, there's another one. Catch it. Keep it 100. Oh boy. Catch and release is like the misogynistic version. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like there's that whole middle yeah. section. So he clearly listens to a lot of Brian Michael Cox produced records. Right. Um, shout out to Brian Michael Cox for producing that. That's dope. 
he, his discography is it, it, it's long. <laughs> He's got some joints in his discography, and that's me being nice. He's got some joints. Uh, Mary J, Be Without You, Burn, Confessions 2, You Got It Bad, Shake It Off from Mariah. A yeah. long list after that, too. Those those records alone should be able to feed him for the right. rest of his life. Right. Um, yeah, I didn't need this, but I totally get it now that we've talked through it. It's like, yo, Jada does need a reason to get back on the road. You know, Fabulous is going to be in Columbus, I think, April 11th or something like that. And I'm pretty sure I'll end up being there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't crazy about the summertime shootout, but I'd like to see Fab. You know he's going to do Breathe. He's going to do Can't Absolutely. Deny It. He's going to do... Absolutely. Think he does Holla Back Young. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, Fab's got 20... How long has Fab been in... Fab has been in the industry 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2000, 2001. Is he going to do... Um, uh, if They Want It, is he going to do some of his old fabulous sport records? Keeping a, You know he's going to do Keeping a Gangster. Absolutely. I hate that song. But yes, he is. So yeah, if J- if Jada comes to Columbus, I'm there. Superwoman Part Two. Oh yeah, he's got to do Superwoman. Absolutely, please. Yeah, see that. And then let's not even get into his feature bag. Like, can't let you go. Like, he could do a whole bunch of joints. He really could. Yeah. You know, would he do some of his freestyle records? Like, maybe. I mean, if you're going to see, well, that's interesting. I would be really curious who goes to a Fab show in 2020. I think people our age. Well, sure, but is it like? Is it a bunch of guys wearing Tim's? Yeah. Oh, duh. or I'll is it I, also because yeah. it's Fab and he's got the crossover records? Is it you know also Ladies Night at the club? You know what I mean? Um, I think Ladies Night maybe for a certain demographic, yeah. maybe for a certain age range of sure. women. Absolutely, our age range. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little younger, maybe a little sure, older. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I don't expect to see the youths at a Fab at a Fab. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't expect them to see it at a Fab show. Yeah, no, just all of us for whom he ruined an he ruined for an entire generation. He he's made it so much harder for all of us to spell the word fabulous. He actually helped me because now I know how not to spell it. <laughs> like, aha. aha! Anything else you want to say about this Jada record? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. Wait, wait, not the Jada Kiss record, but did you see the uh, the snippet the snippet that Jay Electronica posted on his Twitter page? I did not. You want you want to play? Listen, let me tell you something, Doc. <laughs> All he did, he took a picture of some ominous figure in the studio. I don't know if that was if it was Young Guru or whatever, because you could only see his back. So it's not a video; it's just a picture, and then under it is like some sample that plays for like forty-five seconds. That's it. He's got how long does he have? A week? <laughs> I'm serious. Does he have like a week? Yeah, something like that. Man, he better. Is he, when does this album come out? That's what I'm saying. Hold on. Does he have a week? It was 40 days from it was 40 days from whatever that announcement was. When is when is 40 days? Yeah. It is a project by Armand Wake Up in West Pendleton right. that is currently on streaming services. Oh, so uh, 40 I'm, days would be March 18th. Oh, Wednesday. Okay. So breaking news, uh, Young Guru just posted a picture of himself, Jay-Z, and Jay Electronica in the studio. There you go. There it is. There it is. Okay. Ooh. What? Uh oh. You got something? Uh no. Alex Alex Osley is going to be in Detroit. Okay. Uh March 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 twentieth. What am I doing March twentieth? Am I doing something that day? It's a Friday. Okay. We'll talk off the that. Anyway, uh, what else are we doing? What's up? Uh, we could talk about Megan's album. We could talk about Uzi. We could talk about uh 
the how the coronavirus is going to kill us all. I don't know where you want to go. <laughs> let's just let's finish music and let's end with the coronavirus. Uh, so I let you want to talk Megan. Yeah, let's talk Megan. Okay. <sighs> Woo! Hey, now you know. Inhale, exhale with my flow. Yeah, Warren G was a terrible rapper. I listened to Regulate G Funk Era this week. Uh huh. Great beats, great production. Sure. Terror. I was trying to figure out who was the worst uh, producer rapper. Was it him or Eric Sermon? Oh come on! Don't, you, 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 Eric Sermon wasn't that bad, was he? Um, not compared. I mean, Eric 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 Sermon definitely lost that fight. Yeah, uh, Warren G's much worse just in terms of raps. Eric Sermon actually has a couple verses that I like, but he can be pretty bad though. So Megan the Stallion. Yeah. After all of the rigmarole, uh-huh. after all of the, you know, the, the, the they won't release my album rollout, uh-huh. uh, comes out with a new project. Yep. It's an EP, it's an right? EP, it's nine songs. That'd be cheating, man. <laughs> and it's called Sugar. It's called Sugar. Yeah. Kanye West would call this an album, but Megan Thee Stallion calls this, a, uh, calls this an EP. It's fine. <laughs> it means that she can that's still, what, she's, this, no. she's playing the game where she's like, oh, wait for my no. debut. No, the baby did this too, and Dave East definitely did it. And Dave East kind of like he, he kind of tripped and fell over himself, yeah. you know, like oh, this is it was a lot of stutter steps. And when his when his buzz was at a fever pitch, he kept putting out these projects. So when he finally puts out the real album, people are kind of done with him already, which sucks because his album has some joints. I feel like I don't know if it's her label, I don't know if it's her and her people. I feel like they're they're still trying to figure out what to do with Megan. That is clear as day on this album. I'm sorry, this project. This EP. Yes. Clear as day. Um, the sequencing is bizarre, but that's fine. Um, they end with, it's like, oh yeah, you're listening to that, you're listening to this project and you're like, wait, we're going to end with two Neptunes records and a Timbaland beat? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they really pushed uh, B-I-T-C-H as the, uh, you know, that was the single. Um, it's, that song is fine, I guess. It doesn't do anything for yeah. me. Um, but the, what they're trying to push on, on Triller is Captain Hook, apparently. Triller. Yeah, it's Captain Hook. Captain Hook is the single, okay, or the tr- the Triller. Whatever. The Triller single. The Triller single. Um, I, I'd be curious to hear how you feel about this. I feel like, also her as a rapper, she's still trying to figure out exactly what she wants to be, where like sometimes she's trying to like out-rap the beat. Mm. And sometimes she actually tr- like settles in and finds a bit of a pocket. You know what I mean? Like sometimes she mm-hmm. just, I feel like she just, she's like, I'm just going to rap super aggressively and that's all I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. it's like, you got to let it breathe a little bit. Like, I think Savage is like that. Like, I think the beat is fine, but like she's her, I've, I think her flow on that is actually better than just when she's like, I'm making the style and I'm going to rap really hard right now for 16 bars. Yeah. Um, what works for you on this project? Uh, I do like the beat for Savage. I agree with yeah. you there. They tried to go for the, uh, the meek. The baby slash Cardi uh, intro single uh-huh. uh, for it ain't yeah. equal. That didn't work yeah. for me. Um, I don't need to hear Captain Hook as a male. That song is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out what song they sampled on Hit My Phone. Uh, well, that's that's uh, so Hit My Phone is uh, produced by Jake One and Pop Wansel. So that's. Um, Oh, shout to Jake that's one. Jake one dipping into his tuxedo bag. I think that's a, that's a wreck. That's a nineties record. You think I so? It is. I, it's bothering me so much. I got to go back and listen to it. Um, I actually, I actually, I, like the beat on hit my, I hit my phone. 
I do too. I do too. It was it was um it was jarring. It was jarring. It was it was interesting to hear because Megan and I'll take this, the the last two records tell me that Megan needs to be produced mm. because it's clear that Megan especially on crying in the car, oh Pharrell is driving that he's driving the boat on that yeah. one. I'm not really sure about the auto tune, but that beat is hard. That beat is crazy. Ooh. That beat is crazy. Yes. Yeah, I'm not crazy about Megan on that record, but the beat is so good, it keeps me listening yeah. to it. Um, and it just let me know, okay, this is what it what it did was is it separated herself from okay, she just she's just not this super aggressive. Right. You know, this is my style. Um, I'll take your man and have him do this and this and this for me. And it's like the that that content gets old really, really fast. So you have to drop these quicker projects. And even nine tracks is like too much. Yeah. I, so I like, I like Hit My Phone. Um, I think that's a good tempo for, for Megan, actually, the way that she wants mm-hmm. to rap because it, mm-hmm. it like gets her into a good flow. Like on some of the slower beats, she'll just like rap like really fast. And it's like, nah, um, doesn't really work for me. Um, how'd you feel about Stop Playing? I liked it when Gunna got on it. I heard that. Uh, I heard the synth note four count, and I was like, "For real, you can't fool me." You know, I didn't know. Okay, I need to go back and listen to that one because I didn't know that that was the one. Because you said two Neptune's yeah, records. Stop playing. I heard the, the four. Ca- I heard the four count on "Crying in a Car," and I was like, "Oh, duh." When you hear, when you hear "Stop Playing," um, it's uh, I'm a- instead of the drums, he does like a synth note four count. But I was like, "Nah, I know that." Uh, All right, hold on. Yeah, let me. Let me. You should play right now. Oh. <laughs> he tried to switch it up. <laughs> also, that beat sounds so familiar to me. I swear, does it sound like something? Because they did work with Solange on her project. Like it yeah, kind of yeah. sound. It sounds like I've heard some. Please stop playing with me, bitch. Please stop playing with me. Right. I'm about to jump ahead a little bit. Oh, I know exactly what it what sounds it? like. I got you. It's on Solange's album. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely album. from Solange's album. I, I was you. like, this I'm is driving me crazy. I got you. I can't think of yeah. the name off the top, but I'll know it when I see it. Sound of Rain. Yeah. Also Neptunes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Man, that's, that's Solange. I forgot, to, I forgot to stir up a ruckus when that album turned one a couple days ago. I, I meant to stir up a ruckus online and chastise everybody for not for saying that I was whack when it came out because it's not but anyway stop stop uh, playing oh so guys so how do you feel about that song it's okay you like you said you like gun on it yeah gun is cool on it um but I'm not yeah that one didn't that didn't really hit me like I think that the beat on savage is really dope the beat on crying in the car is really dope and the beat on hit my phone is dope I feel like hit my phone is the obvious next single I, I would um, think so too that's it. but like I feel like what is an obvious single to us nowadays, I almost wonder, like, I don't know. Mm. That's almost what, you know, sometimes songs will have a, uh, uh, albums will have a song that's so obvious as a single that they don't do it. And that's stupid. <laughs> it is. And especially the way that things go nowadays, like you can, you can simultaneously run singles. Of course. You can say, yo, we're going to push hit my phone, but then like Captain Hook is working on Trilla mm. and then switch it off. You know what I'm saying like you can that's that's easy to do I think but who knows I'm not in the music business. Yeah the the Timbo record on here what I need I I mean I would have never known this is a Timbaland beat it's super generic I hope oh, she didn't have to pay a lot for it 
That's all I could say about that. Didn't she? Didn't am I tripping? Or did she have a a, a co-production credit on that? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, let me look. I feel Somebody like... named J Tab. Okay, that's my bad. I read. I I got the. I got that confused with the written by. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. So yeah. there's like there's hmm. a handful of songs in there that are interesting. It's clear that she's got other stuff, other stuff that she's still got in the stash, like the snippet of that of that <laughs> Neptune's record. That that song is not here. You clearly want that Neptune's record. I think it's. It, I mean, yes, I I I would take that over. I don't know most of this album, but um, I think I think it's also just indicative of like I'm guessing the move is try to get off this label, get on the next one, right? That seems to make sense. But if they're if they're front money. I don't know how our deal works, right? If they're fronting money for for these Neptune sessions, like, are they really going to let that stuff go walk out the door? I don't really know. No, I, I know you don't listen to Joe Budden's podcast, but he um he randomly got a phone call from Mike Kaiser, who I, I think he works at Atlantic or something like that. So they just randomly he asked, like, "Hey, so what do you think about Megan's situation?" And uh, Mike Kaiser just kind of casually says, "Put up the numbers and then renegotiate." Yeah. Interesting. And that was it. So it was like, it, it made me think about Megan Thee Stallion, the, the brand, and Megan Thee Stallion, the artist. Were those things where if the brand is taking off, that doesn't necessarily mean that the music is going to follow suit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've always, we've said on this show, she needs a record. She needs a record. She needs a record. And... um. Because the brand is so out there. The brand is like peak. Like she's killing the brand. Her team is killing her brand uh, in a good way. Killing, the, killing her brand. Doing a good job. But like if, if the label or if a label exec is saying she needs to do numbers, it's insinuating to me. It says, well, the industry knows that they've just got like the light behind her. They've just got the green light behind her. And she needs to follow it up with records. Cardi... The brand was doing great, but she had to do, I like, I like that, or I like it or whatever. Like Megan doesn't have those types of records yeah. in, in her stash just yet. You know, um, almost yeah. trying to put like Ooh. literally the old cliche carp before the horse. It's like, yeah, you've got all that stuff in place yes. and big old freak really worked, but yep. you, there, yep. I don't know if there's anything here that's, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, maybe Captain Hook blows up. Uh, on trailer, but yeah, maybe, like maybe we're maybe we're wrong. But like just musically, there's nothing that's just like an out the box. Like oh, this is it's her. This is her time. You know, this is mm-hmm. not that project. Right. But she's got talent. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just not putting it all together yet. Not yet. Mm. Not yet. And I mean, and I'm even seeing her audience is not really crazy about this project. That's either. interesting. Yep. Yep. But to your point, good music erases all this stuff. Just come out with a record, or maybe hit my phone, kind of you know, does something or crying. Some, something does something and we'll forget all about this. Okay. Anything else you want to say about Megan? No, let's get to Uzi. (sighs) He, I have underrated how popular Lil Uzi Vert is. I think that is like super obvious to say. Did you see what his projected first week numbers are? Yeah, he did like 250, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, those are, that's like, those are big, that's big numbers. Like that's, (laughs) yeah. Um, that's a lot for a guy who yeah. hasn't had an album out in like two and a half years. Yeah. This album was a detox for a lot of kids. For sure. Him and, uh, him and Playboy Cardi definitely have projects that people are, um, his audience, their audience is 100% clamoring for. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Oh, uh, nothing. I'll wait. Um, 
I have track by track notes in this, but we don't need to go track by track on all this unless you want to. No, because the album starts off pretty strong and falls off a cliff. Well, that's really interesting. Um, so the album is split into three parts. Of course, he it. has. This is what happens. When, this is what happens when you when you're sitting on an album for two years. He uh, has three different personas. So the first six tracks, oh, okay. the next six tracks, the last six tracks. It's why oh, the okay. first six tracks are so aggressive. Okay, and that's that's okay. So who who's that? That, that What's is his name? Baby Pluto. S- Sasha Fierce. <laughs> okay, that's Baby yeah. Pluto. Okay. Um, the first part of the album, I'm not really crazy about. Actually, mm. I, I think. Let me say this. I think Uzi has a great ear for beats. Absolutely. Oh, that's the album for me. Like he's picking trap beats that, I mean, I don't know what everybody else is, whatever, what what bin everybody else is picking out of, but he's, you know, and there's people on here who don't work with a lot of other people that I see. Like there's some guy named Brandon Finessen who's all over this album and there are beats on here. I'm like, what is everybody else doing? (laughs) No, really? Like, I mean, your man Chief Keef's got a beat on here. Yeah, I heard. I heard. What what beat is he producing? Chrome Heart Tags. That one's okay. <laughs> I like how Chief keeps like, don't worry. I got a lot of hi hats. It's just it's nothing but hi hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the beats overall on this on this on this project are really largely strong. I, um, yeah. For me, the second like the last part of the album has really good beats actually. Um. I think I have ear fatigue by the time I get I, to the last I part of the that. album. I hear that. Yeah. Um, I like prices. The Sid records got a good beat. Um, how did you feel about that way? No, <laughs> no, no. Do not sample the Backstreet Can Boys. I, no. First of all, I laughed when I heard it. <laughs> of course you it's did. It's kind of genius. No, it's not. <laughs> you know what the best part is? So yeah, he interprets what? it. and But you know how there's like a sample at the beginning? Mm-hmm. That's not the Backstreet Boys version. You know what version that is? Who is it's that? Kids Bop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but does that mean you have to pay two uh-huh. other? Doesn't mean you have to pay yeah, two you, people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Warner backed back the truck up for this one. Ah, uh, okay. But sure. like, I heard that way and I was like, oh, that's a hit. That's a, yeah, that's a catchy song, man. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Where, where did you okay. fall on the, uh, so were you, uh, were you more Backstreet Boys or more NSYNC in the 90s? NSYNC yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. NSYNC. Yeah, they have better records. Where, where I sort of, I don't know, like to me, like so the the first the first like six or seven tracks in this album are like super aggressive, very misogynistic, very just brag is like brag issue. I mean, you know, whatever. So when does the album not? Well, when the album he gets not, a little uh, emo at times. You know, that's like the middle part of the album. Um, okay. Yeah, it's the. I mean, there are times in this album where I'm just like, okay, I'm really just here for the beats. There are other times where I'm like, you know, he can sometimes rap when he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely gets more from Little Wayne than I realized. Absolutely, yeah. I didn't. I didn't hear it until somebody said it. To be honest what, with there's you, there's one song. Let me see. That I must have taken notes about this. There's one song on here where I was like, "Is this Little Wayne?" Um, uh, maybe I forgot to write that down. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's oh, uh, Homecoming. He sounds exactly like Wayne on Homecoming. Um, mm. but no, I mean, for me, it's all. This is all about the beats. Um. Interesting samples, interesting stuff going on. Like you better move samples of pinball game. Like there's just weird, weird stuff happening here. That beat is crazy. <laughs> weird, weird stuff yeah. happening. And I'm like, okay. So like I'm here for that it. at least right. I, as the kids say, I'm here for it. I don't I don't always advocate for more guests on an album, but he could use some people to break him up. 
Absolutely. Now you've seen what he's doing, uh, where he's releasing a deluxe yeah. version like next week, and I think he's got what Cardi, Travis, uh, uh, Young Thug, and somebody else on those records. I'm like, yeah, you probably should have moved one or two of those records onto the original. But he record. doesn't need to. He just he's going number one he with this. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, clearly, I am not your audience, so don't listen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I. I'm not crazy about Baby Pluto or Lo Mein, um, but Silly Watch, The Homecoming, that run is crazy. Um, the, beat on, the beat on Homecoming I, is hard. I was going to say, Homecoming is my favorite beat on the mm. album. Followed by You Better Move. Um, yeah. The, I, and, that's, and that's what I was talking about earlier, where like, I'm good after Homecoming. Mm. Like, I don't even need to hear the rest of the album. If I'm just skipping that and then I'll throw, I'll throw Futsal, Futsal, how do you pronounce it? Futsal, Futsal, football? I'll just leave it right there. Super Bowl Icky Shuffle? shuffle. <laughs> Icky Shuffle, okay. I'll put Icky Shuffle in there too because like every time I hear that song, it gets stuck in my head. I don't head. like that song. I don't either. But every time I hear it, it gets stuck in my head. Um, I'll take those seven records and I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm like I'm excited because I I went to my daughter like, hey, <laughs> heard the Lil Uzi Vert album? I like it. <laughs> I did that with Lil Baby and I played her um what's the Lil Baby and Gunna song? Like like one of the first records on the album. Little Lil Baby uh, and Gunna he, have like a up, million. But on Lil Baby's album, Heating Up, we both said that we liked that beat. It was it's track two on his new album. Uh I played it for my daughter and she just like ice grew me. She's like, no, dad. I'm like, I thought I had it. You cannot please the youths, man. You should ask her about that way. No, she's not. She's not. She's not going to. She might not even know it's, it's Backstreet Boys. She may not. I'll ask her. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I could do with a, a trimmed down version of this for sure. Um, mm. If he's been working on this for like three years, you know. It's not going to happen. Right. Right. Yeah, he's he's going to get all that off. Which is and fine. he'll go tour like crazy. Oh, some of these records, I, I heard them. I saw it. I saw the vision. Like, oh yeah, you're going to perform this in front of 20,000 people at a festival this summer and it's going to shut everything down. Oh, you better move. <laughs> you better move is going to go so crazy. It's going to be a lot of one, two, three, yes. four jump. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't mad at this. I guess I, yeah. I underrated, like his, I really underrated his ear for beats. Like there's, yeah, I was like, wow. Okay. Because you know, like to, I think uh, Little Baby's an interesting example where we talked about Little Baby um, was like a week or two ago, and like he had some he had some beats on, on his album that were better than others. But then there's a lot of stuff. It's just like it feels like it comes from like you know, one nine hundred trap beat or something. Like it's just generic. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I aged myself because nobody knows what a one nine hundred number is anymore. Um, but uh, but like there's consistently like interesting stuff here. So I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. And hey, it's gonna go number one this week. Unless something major is coming out next week, when you take the streams from the second week, plus you add on the Lux, he might go number one two weeks in a row with two slightly different projects. That's that's pretty big. Yeah, and maybe it, good, and good maybe thing. a song from here can finally get Roddy Rich's the box off the top of the charts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Man, it's Killing well, it. it's I mean, so and on on the one hand, what streaming has done is it has made it really unpredictable and it has sort of democratized who gets to go number one now. But because of the idea of network effects where like the more people share it, the more like you just, it, you can quickly get to this place where, Oh, that's like all you'll hear is this song. 
mm-hmm. right? It's it's the old town road thing. I mean that that stayed number one for a different reason, but like what what it what you see now is like songs come out of nowhere and then stay up at the top forever, right? It's which yeah. is kind of not what I intuitively would have thought, which is oh, if songs come out of nowhere, you're just gonna have a bunch of random like it pops up for like a week and then goes back down, right? Which is how mm-hmm. I think about like Harlem Shake, right? Like when that blew blew up on YouTube and everybody made a big deal about that like seven years ago or whatever. Um, (laughs) You know, like that was really before, like that was viral in just a different kind of era. But like Mm -hmm. now, when you go viral, like it'll just, it'll take, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's what happened to Drake two years ago, right? Yeah. We hope you enjoyed side A of this week's episode. Please check out side B at clockradiospeakers.com.